0: So as the video said that you just watched, what is the most important to you? Is it your family, your career, your social status? You know, friends, this is an important question, a question we all need to deal with. And the answer to that question is so often revealed within the focus of our time and our attention, our energy and our affection. You wonder what's most important to you? It's what you spend your time on. And I fear... That myself included, we become so disillusioned into thinking that we create our destiny. That we forge ahead and we create the world that we want around us. That we build our own, 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 own foundation. That everything that happens for us it, is because of us. And we become, we become a mind, have a mindset that we think we build all that. And typically, our issues stem from that. All of our issues stem from the belief that I build this. I get ahead because of me. I have a, the best GPA because of the effort I put in. I've gotten ahead in the corporate, in corporate world because of what I've done. I have to build my own happiness. And this is, creates a mental ba- battle within all of us. The question is, who created all of this? Who creates all this? Is it you? Or is it something else? And here's a challenging thing in our lives, because we've all been there, we've all done this. And that is when everything goes good, when it's like you've ha- you have a great achievement in your life, maybe you've gotten an uh, A on that test, or you become the CEO of a corporation, or whatever it might be, you, you've achieved something big, you, you've, you have some big accomplishment, and you take in all the rewards. Look what I have done. Look what I built. Look what I accomplished. But yet, when life doesn't go good, and things fall apart, and things don't go the way we hope to, we quickly turn the blame to God. Where were you? Why weren't you there? Why aren't you working for me? And isn't it interesting that we all have a tendency to take on the rewards for ourselves when life goes good, but when life doesn't go good, we shift the blame to God. I do it. Maybe you've done it, too. We all do that because we get into the mental battle of do I create my world, do I create my destiny, or is there something else? Because what this boils down to is the most important question that you have to deal with. As we begin this journey through the letter of of Colossians, as we deal with some heavy stuff, it all boils down to the most important question that you will ever have to wrestle with in your life. And that question is, is Jesus enough? Is he enough? With everything you deal with in your life, in your day-to-day, whatever your day-to-day looks like, whether you're at work, at school, you're doing your hobbies, you're hanging out with your neighbors or family or friends, whatever it may be in your life, is Jesus enough? Or is Jesus just this good little thing that we come to on Sundays to make ourselves feel better about ourselves, just to kind of give our, that mental boost that we need to get through the week, but in all reality, I create my world. I have to do what I need to do to get ahead in life. I build my own life. You know, all goes back to the reality of creation. Everything goes back to that. God created at the beginning of time, we see in Genesis 1, everything that is. The Bible says, by his words, he spoke everything into existence. There was nothing, and out of the nothingness, God created everything. And in his design of all creation, he created the trees and the flowers and the universe and everything that is, and everything works together. And everything boils from that. And today we're starting this letter uh, in Colossians. It's a journey through Paul's letter. If you're not familiar with the New Testament writings, the majority of the New Testament writings are of the Apostle Paul and his letters that he provided to the churches that he developed and started as he went on to new places and as they dealt with things and, and, and were in environments that were challenging. It was his letters of encouragement and strength and direction. And the Apostle Paul wrote this letter while he was in prison in Rome. And he was writing to this church in Colossae. And at this time, the people that he was writing to were being pressured to follow rules and regulations by the people that surround them, by the city that they were in. And the pressure was getting intense. And they were wrestling as the, as the pressure started building up. They are wrestling with the same question that we wrestle with today. Boy, it seems like life is too hard. It seems like there may be other answers. It seems like I need something else to get ahead. I mean, Jesus might be good to keep in my back pocket to help boost my, my motivation. But in reality, I need Jesus plus my efforts. I need to do this on my own he's not really good enough or is he enough is he really more than just a nice little mental boost on Sunday morning to get me through the week is Jesus enough I mean let's be real is is, is all this stuff does it have any solutions for my day-to-day life does it have any solutions for my day in my job in, at work, at school, in my family relationships, does it, does it have any solutions? And to all those questions, all those pushbacks, throughout this letter, Paul has a clear mes- message to the church in Colossae, and he has a clear message for us today Jesus is enough. He's enough. He is the answer you're looking for. He is the solution to everything you deal with in every aspect of your life, from relationships to careers to everything else in between. He is enough. And through Jesus, we can walk this this faith journey to experience him more, the life that he gives. See, Jesus himself said that he gives life, and not just life, but life more abundantly. And what Paul says here throughout the letter of Colossians, he says, hey, you want the fullness of life that Jesus, offers it's this faith journey walking with him in all aspects of your life and when you walk with him in all aspects of your life you will experience the fullness of life that he offers but if you don't you're going to be constantly on the outside looking in you're going to constantly be missing out on everything that God has to offer and I think deep down we all wrestle with this the core of who we are really wrestles with this fundamental reality of God in our life. Because I think deep down, we all have a tendency to believe that I can build a better life than what Jesus offers. I mean, it sounds great, Bill. It sounds wonderful. But if I really want to be happy, if I really want to get ahead in life, if I really want to build the house, the, the, the life I want, and have the house I want, drive the, the car I want, if I really want that, I can't just trust in Him. I need to make my world my way because I can do it better. I can create my own happiness. I mean, what does he really offer for me? Everything gets down to this. Every question I've I've run into, for me personally and those who I've talked with, it all boils down to this. What does Jesus really offer for me? What does he really provide for me in my life? I mean, I get it. I mean, it's all about staying out of hell and and making it to heaven, which, oh, by the way, that's a pretty important part of it. (laughs) But what does he offer for me in my day-to-day? What solutions does he have for my life and my relationships, my career? You know, Paul started this journey in Colossians with these words in verses 15 through 16 of chapter 1. He says, the son of the image, the son is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. That's what Paul wrote. And that's what we see play out in Scripture time and time again. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Now, now, guys, bear with me for a moment. I I don't mean to get all theological on you, but I'm about to get all theological on you, okay? So bear with me for just a moment so we can kind of wrap our heads around this. Because in these two verses, there's so much complexity, so much depthness, but wrapped in all this is so much practicality for our lives today. And we need to understand what's going on here because if you understand God, and you probably don't because I don't, none of us really do, because God is a supernatural mystery. There's so much to the reality of God that we just don't get. We try to define it and understand it within our physical selves, but what is supernatural is a clear mystery. And Paul's saying here, there's a mystery out there. But Jesus is the image of God. Of the invisible God and all throughout the Bible in this writing as well as in the creation story in Genesis chapter 1 and and scattered other places throughout the Bible what we see here surrounding the word image and and the and the uh, language there it depicts wisdom that is personified in this image in other words image is wisdom wisdom was with God at creation wisdom God created everything that is, through his wisdom and his understanding. You know what that means? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. In other words, he is the mystery made known in the flesh. He is the personification of God's wisdom and his will. You want to understand what it means to follow God and how to walk and what to do? Look at Jesus. That's what that means. He is the image of all those mysteries They're out there, and then Paul wrote that Jesus is not only the image of the invisible God, but He is the firstborn over all creation. This is the absoluteness of creation. All things were created with an absolute direction, an absolute working within it all. It wasn't just oh, let's do a blot there, blot there. That looks fun. Oh, let's try that. Right. Everything worked together. And in this writing, we see two realities within creation. The first uh, reality and the first reference to creation is that everything was already created. You know, Jesus is the authority over all creation. He is. There's an absolute there. And there is something that guides us to. You know, in every team that you're on, every work team that you're on, and every big project that you have to work with, there's a point person. Anybody work with a, a team on a significant project at work? a point person is crucial because the role of the point person is they are the one who sees the big picture. They understand how everything should flow together, how everything should come together. They are the one who kind of is the glue. They're the one who says it's the final say. Nope, you're working outside the structure. We need to work it this way. Without a point person, teams just go all over the place. And the Bible is saying Jesus, in all of creation, is the point person. He's the point person. He is the authority. He is the one who puts it all together. And these two references we see in these verses about creation is that the first reference is that creation was completed, action a complete action in the past. God created everything that is by his words. But it doesn't stop there. There's a second reference in those verses about creation. It's a beautiful continuation that's stressed here, stressed here within the the existence of creation. In him, all things were and are created. God, through Jesus, is continually working, continually creating, continually writing your story. He's constantly developing. In him, all things were created we have one creator that designed everything that is in a specific way that tree exists but it doesn't just exist that tree provides seeds that plants future trees and future plants and also it exists to provide oxygen so that god said when he planted that tree he said oh guess what i'm going to develop people And people need to breathe because I'm developing within lungs. And the lungs have to connect to the oxygen that's connected to these trees. And we see within all that the order that God created. Everything that is. That constantly passes on life and more life. And within that, Jesus is continually working for you and for me. All things were created by him and for him. He is in all things. There's a unity in everything that he developed that's working towards that. You see, when God created everything that is, he created it as a cosmos, not chaos. Here's the problem. When Bill gets in the way and I try to work outside the lines of, of, of something that is, has a definite design, and I try to, I'm going to build that myself. I'll kind of tinker with it and kind of make it my own thing. I always mess it up. And in the same same way, we tend to do that in our lives. We try to build our own future, build our own lives, chase our own happiness, and work within our structure, not God's structure. And in so doing, we don't create a structure that works together. We create more and more chaos. You don't believe me? Just turn on the news. And you'll see it every night every night that's when we get in the way but God created as a cosmos a a system that's working together you see what cosmos is it's an intricately complex universe all things were created in him for a common purpose everything working together I, I mean you you can just look at science physics biology chemistry mathematics you name it everything exists reveals there is a natural order to everything And everything points to something else. It's truly amazing to me. You know, in in the world of science and and the medical field, now they can, when when someone has a deformed jaw, they can take your rib, and they can take out your rib, and the plastic surgeons can reconstruct your jaw based upon your own ribs and reform your face. That is amazing. But they didn't create that. They are simply working within the system of God's design. That's always been there. That's always been there. And that's the reality of God at work. There's an order to it all with a common purpose. You see, Jesus is the originator and he is the goal of creation. He is the originator of everything that is. And everything that is is all orchestrated together to guide us towards in his presence. That's the ultimate goal. That's why everything is in creation, which comes to us. We either conduct our lives working within God, within unity of God's creation, of his systems, or we live and operate our lives in a way that works outside of those system. My own design. I create my world. I create my own destiny. I do things my way. And that's the choice we are in. Do we create it or does God? Bear with me for a moment. You know, our life is just like an electrical conduit, if you will. You know, it's kind of like this little electrical outlet. That's our life. And our life is a conduit of electricity, uh, of life-giving, of energy that we have. And you only have so much bandwidth of that energy in your life, in your day-to-day. But there's all types of things in our lives that take energy from us. It's our relationships, it's our work, it's our activities, it's our hobbies, you name it. And we're all all, constantly giving out and building, giving out and building. And so often we try to do it based upon our own strength, our own abilities. You know, for example, I only have so much bandwidth in this. But I got to kind of provide for my family and take care of the relationships in my life. And I I had that energy coming out of me and building out of me. I'm a technology person. So much of I do is built around my iPad and my computers and all the technology that's there, too. And I have all that work and everything else that just takes more out of me and more energy out of me. And, and you know what? I, I root for the Steelers, even though they kind of stink right now. Um, but, you know, I, I my hobbies and my activities, they might be fun, but... It's more stuff that's just constantly taking out of me and taking out of me and and pouring out. And then what happens is we try to build our life upon ourselves, what we feel we can do. I do it for myself. I forge ahead in my life, and we just continually plug back into ourselves thinking, I do it myself. I create my own destiny. And all that happens is you're constantly circling back to you. And sooner or later, when you work within the realms of yourself, rather than work within the structure of God and God's presence in your life, eventually you're going to run out of power. Eventually you're just not going to have it anymore. And I wonder how many of you are sitting here right now completely broken in a world of chaos and just beat down, and all you're doing, you're going into the endless cycle, trying to pull it out of yourself, when you were never designed that way. At some point, if you truly want to experience the life that God has for you, stop relying on yourself, on your power, on what you think you know, and plug into him. Otherwise, you and everything else that's connected to you will eventually become chaos and brokenness. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like all of a sudden, whoa, what just happened? It's a slow thing. It just kind of bleeds out of your energy. It's kind of like your car battery that you just leave running. You're listening to the tunes and you're enjoying the tunes and life is good all of a sudden. What just happened? Have you ever been there? I've been there. It's like, oh, no, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I was too busy listening to music, and now I don't have any energy in my battery. And the same is true in our life. We just bleed it out until it's nothing there. And then we go into panic mode. What happened to me? How did I get here? It's because we relied on ourselves rather than relying on him. At some point, we need to connect back to him. So often, we conduct our lives in such a way that we are in ourselves rather than in him. Guys, is Jesus enough? Do you trust him enough in your everyday life that he will guide you and lead you towards success and everything that he has to offer? Or are you gonna keep relying on yourself and what you think you know and what you feel you can accomplish on your own? Eventually, it's gonna run out. It always, always done. See, my friends, Paul wrote, Jesus is the goal of creation. All things were created in him and by him for him. The purpose of the systems of everything that he created is to point us towards him, to point us towards his presence. And I'm sure you are hearing that and you're thinking, Bill, that sounds great. That's a great story. I love it. I mean, it helps me, kind of can boost my uh, motivation. Like, hey, let's run towards Jesus. Let's have a great week. It sounds great, Bill, but, but it sounds great. Let's go worship him. Let, let's come to, to come to Jesus. But let's be real for a moment. What does this mean for me? It's a question we all deal with that sometimes we don't want to speak it because we feel like lightning's going to strike us. But we're all dealing with it in our hearts. What does Jesus do for me? How can he help me in my day-to-day? Practically, what does this mean for me? Because I don't see it. I mean, I get it, Bill. He keeps me out of hell. Which, by the way, like I said a moment ago, is a pretty important part of the picture. Because, side note, every one of us has one thing in common. Every one of us. No matter our background, no matter our story, no matter what our lives have been like up to this point, every one of, us of, every one of us has one thing in common. You know what that is? We will all face death. We'll all end up in the same point. No matter our status, no matter how much we've achieved in this life, no matter what we've been through, we'll all face death. The most important thing you ever deal with in your whole life is what does that mean? what's beyond that that's a pretty important question if you ask me and I better figure that out before that day comes <laughs> but still what does that what does Jesus do for me for my day to day how can he benefit my life you know it all comes back to that you know it all comes back to the reality of Jesus being the image of the invisible Paul wrote. Everything circles back to that. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the personification of God's wisdom. He is the guide to us. He is the application of what it means to follow God, to experience what God has for us, to walk with him, to walk within his creation, to experience everything he has for us. I'll be honest with you. I have to confess, I am horrible with directions. I don't like directions. When my wife and I, you can ask her, when we get something new, especially in the technology stuff, I'm thinking, I got this. I know how this works. I don't need anything. I just want to play around with it until I can figure it out and I can figure out what it does. And while I'm doing that, she opens up the direction manual. And she's reading through it. And she's just kind of laughing at me. Because I'm like, oh, look, I got to do this. I'm good now. And then she's like, hey, Bill, did you know it also does this? What? That just blows me away. And I would never have known that because I'm just fiddling around based upon what I know. And she's saying, no, 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 there's more to this. One of my greatest favorite memories with my oldest son is when he was younger. We used to play Super Mario Brothers together. And, and as a child, I loved, <clears throat> I loved that game. And, and we would always play it together when he was younger. And, and it, it was a game that I loved, but it frustrated me so much. Because if you're familiar with that game... I would get up to the certain levels and I'd be facing Bowser, all right? And there I am, me and Bowser going toe to toe and he's throwing fireballs at me. And I'm just like, I can't beat him. I can't beat him. And I'm so frustrated, I'm just trying over and over. That's the great thing about Mario you die, but you're like a cat, you never really die, right? And you're just going, 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 going. And also, I realized I've been playing Mario Brothers for two stinking hours and I still can't beat him. I can't, and I'm just so frustrated. And then we'll go onto YouTube and we'll watch the creators of Mario to figure out okay, what am I missing? And they just, they, they just get under my skin because it seems like in 30 seconds they beat this level like it's a piece of cake. And I'm thinking, you can do that? I never knew you could do that. And it all goes back, you know why? Because they created the game. They get the game more than you get the game. They know all the ins and the outs to be the game like that. Why don't we go to God and trust the creator of everything is like that? I mean, I keep finding myself, it's like, I got this. I know what to do. I can figure it out. And I just find myself in the same boat over and over and over again messing it up creating chaos breaking more relationships when god's like can you just trust me enough i'll help walk you through like that maybe it's not always like that but you get the picture right if we just trust him enough And i know you're still thinking bill that sounds great i mean yeah follow his rules follow his guidelines and and everything will everything sounds wonderful but but Bill, what are the benefits of following Jesus? Why should I even give him a chance? Why should I even try? It, it, I don't get it. And that's a question we all have to wrestle with. But one thing I found, as I open up that manual, the Bible, and I start to read through it, I start to realize something. From cover to cover, this book is filled with directions for life. Life. You have questions about your relationships, it's in there. How to get the best out of your relationships. When your relationships are broken, how do you restore those relationships? How do you bring them back? You're struggling in your, in your job as an employee, it walks you through how you should be an employee. It walks you through, if you're a boss, how to be a better boss. Yes, can you believe that? It's all in there if you just open the book. And I struggle because so oftentimes I may be talking to somebody who's really wrestling with, well, I don't know if I really believe in God. I don't know if he really provides anything for me. I ask, well, do you know the scripture? Well, I never heard it. I don't really, I've never really read it. How would you know if you don't read it? How would you know if you don't even get in the manual? It's like me sitting with that new electronic and I'm thinking, I think I know how this works. Bill, you're missing so much of what this can really do. And so many of us are really missing what God wants to do in your life because we're not just being in his presence. Just be in his presence. He has the path to experience the rewards in your relationships, in your jobs, in your school, in every aspect of your life. He has the opportunity to have the best there. And here's the biblical truth that we all need to come, to come to grips with. Everything comes from Jesus, and everything you accomplish is because of him. We may create things and work and get ahead, but ultimately everything is because of him. Look at some of these scriptures. John 1, 3, it says, Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. Everything comes from him. And then Hebrews 3, 4 says this, For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Did you catch that verse? You can kind of establish things in your life and do the work to get ahead but don't you forget God is the one who's working behind the scenes to make all that possible. Every opportunity that comes your way was given to to you by Him. Every gift and talent that you have in your life is provided by Him. Don't you forget it. You may do the work to build it, but he is the ultimate builder working behind the scenes to create all those opportunities to happen. Everything comes from him. And when we forget that, when we do things for ourselves, by ourselves, in our own wisdom, in our own understanding, our own network of how we think should, should be designed and work, everything eventually falls apart. Eventually, everybody runs out of Power. The more you try to do it your way, by your knowledge, chaos is around the corner. It always is and always will be. But the more we rely on him and trust in him to go his way, the more things that come together. Paul wrote in verse 17 of Colossians 1, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the superglue. He holds it all together. Don't miss that. He's always working. He's always creating. He's always working within his design of creation to bring order in the chaos. Your world might be chaos right now, but if you run towards him and you lean into his presence, he will bring order to your chaos. That's what Jesus did on the cross. In a time when the world was in complete disarray, complete chaos, there he was. You see, my friends, Jesus is continually working so that in him, we can experience all the benefits from him. That's what he's doing. He's constantly creating, constantly working so that we can find our way in him and experience everything he has to offer to us. Paul wrote in verse 27 of Colossians 1, To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of the mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See that? Paul circles back around to the realities of the mystery of God. We can't fully understand him. We can't always grasp that. I admit that. But we were never really meant to. Everything exists to guide us towards His presence so that in Him we can start to get it. In Him we can start to understand it. And it says, the hope of His glory. Glory is one of those words in, in church we hear a lot. It's a churchy word that, hey, it sounds great. It sounds great in that the song we sing it sounds great to throw around the hope of His glory. But what does that mean? What. Do, really is that all about? There's so much depth in that one word. I really liken the whole word of glory to an ocean. I really enjoy being at the ocean because there's so much mystery to the ocean. So much unknown. If you've stood on a beach before and you've just stood maybe waist-high in the waters and you just look out, it just seems like the ocean just goes on and on and on. There's no end to it. It just kind of connects with the sky. It just never stops. And it seems like, I I love it. it. It's so big. It's so magnificent. And there's so much I don't get about it. Because underneath that surface of what I can see, there's so much more unbelievableness, so much amazingness, so much beauty, so much depth. And so often I try to get down into the water just get my head underneath and just get one small glimpse of the depth of the beauty of the magnificence that's under the sea. That is just a small glimpse of glory. All we can see is what's at the surface. All we can see is how big and magnificent and huge and how just endless. But there's so much depth to it so much mystery to his magnificence and God says there's hope in his glory you can see a glimpse of it but he wants you to see all of it and it comes through him you see our businesses our successes God is working in them and working through us And our hope is fully found because he is the provider of all things. As the creator, he is the provider of all things. Let me just ask you, when you get to the end of your life and you look back at your life, everything you've gained, everything you've earned, everything you've accomplished, at that moment, what's the worth of it? What's the ultimate worth of it? I think we need to think through that and live every day in processing what matters the most. What matters the most? Because the product of all of our accomplishments is not really about me, it's not really about you, it's about Jesus. See, the product of our accomplishments is about Christ in us. And with this understanding, it should lead us to a great humility. It's not about me. There's something bigger than me out there. There's something bigger than I could ever grasp or understand. Something bigger that wants to provide a, a life of fullness for me. And it should be an adjustment of my heart. It should be a new ambition of how I work and how I proceed in my day-to-day and how I operate my life. Because when I try to do it on my own, I just create chaos. I just mess things up more than anything else. But when I follow his lead as the point person, the originator and the goal of creation, when I follow his lead as the image of the invisible God, the wisdom and the path towards him, there I experience life. This isn't your notes, but in Proverbs 21 it says, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Righteousness, we've talked about this before. Righteousness is just being right before God. That is our, God's will for our life, that we pursue that. And in that, the Bible says you will receive life and prosperity and honor. It's not found when you try to pave your own way. It's not found when you try to move, do your own things to move up the ladder. You might be able to find some things. You might be able to find a life that, in some levels, is prosperous. But in so doing, you would gain prosperity for forsaking integrity and honor. That's the American way. Knock everybody else down to get yourself ahead. God says, no. In me, you could have it all. In me, you could have it all. If you just come to my presence, I will provide for you. I will restore you. I will make your relationships everything you've hoped them to be but never could get there. I will help you learn how to conduct yourself within your cubicle and your office space. I will make your day-to-day a great experience. I am the fullness of life but you need to just be in his presence. Pursue him. I encourage you that as we start off this year, as we take this journey, will you make it your effort and ambition just to be in his presence every day? You can start this week. We're not gonna be going word for word through through this journey in Colossians, but I encourage you this week, why don't you start this week just by reading the first chapter in Colossians. Take some time each day just to read it, process it, and just talk to God about what's going on in your life and how you can pursue Him more. And we're also created for each other. We were created for community. We were never created to be alone. And if you're not in a growth group, that's a great place to start too, to find others who will be there for you, who will love you and support you and realize none of us get it, but we're willing to walk with each other towards Him and encourage and be there for each other through that. Stop trying to do life on your own Find yourself in a community and run towards him and experience the life that he has to offer for you. Let's pray together. Father God, it just seems so easy in life that other things get a hold of our focus. We make other things our objective and our goals. We think, boy, if we get to this level of, of in our business or if we get to this certain status socially then we will achieve the happiness and rewards that we hope for but so often we get to those moments and we realize it's never been enough we still feel empty we feel still like we haven't achieved anything because ultimately it's in you lord in this moment may we just experience you you are the creator of everything is you are the image of the invisible God. Lord, help us, even though we may not understand it all, help us to trust your heart. Lord, may we just find ourselves in your presence and that you may mold our lives, guide our steps to experience the life that you have for us. Lord, help us to see you more clearly. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.